This is section 80 of Mark Twain speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dinner speech. New Vagabonds Club dinner for Mr. and Mrs. Clemens. London, June 29, 1899. Read by John Greenman. It has always been difficult. Uh, leave that word difficult. Uh, not exceedingly difficult, but just difficult. Nothing more than that. Not the slightest shade to add to that. Just difficult. To respond properly in the right phraseology when compliments are paid to me. But it is more than difficult when the compliments are paid to a better than I, my wife. And while I am not here to testify against myself, I can't be expected to do so. A prisoner in your own country is not admitted to do so. As to which member of the family wrote my books, I could say, in general, that really I wrote the books myself. My wife puts the facts in, and they make it respectable. My modesty won't suffer while compliments are being paid to literature, and through literature to my family. I can't get enough of them. I am curiously situated tonight. It so rarely happens that I am introduced by a humorist I am generally introduced by a person of grave walk and carriage. That makes the proper background of gravity for brightness. I am going to alter to suit, and haply I may say some humorous things. When you start with a blaze of sunshine and upburst of humor, when you begin with that, the proper office of humor is to reflect, to put you into that pensive mood of deep thought, to make you think of your sins, if you wish half an hour to fly. Humor makes me reflect now tonight. It sets the thinking machinery in motion. Always, when I am thinking, there come suggestions of what I am and what we all are and what we are coming to a sermon comes from my lips always when i listen to a humorous speech i seize the opportunity to throw away frivolities to say something to plant the seed and make all better than when i came in mr grossmith's remarks there was a subtle something suggesting my favorite theory of the difference between theoretical morals and practical morals. I try to instill practical morals in the place of theatrical, I mean uh, theoretical, but as an addendum, uh, an annex, something added to theoretical morals. When your chairman said it was the first time he had ever taken the chair, he did not mean that he had not taken lots of other things. 
he attended my first lecture and took notes this indicated the man's disposition there was nothing else flying around so he took notes he would have taken anything he could get i can bring a moral to bear here which shows the difference between theoretical morals and practical morals theoretical morals are the sort you get on your mother's knee in good books and from the pulpit you gather them in your head and not in your heart they are theory without practice without the assistance of practice to perfect them it is difficult to teach a child to be honest don't steal i will teach you how it should be done lead you into temptation teach you how to steal so that you may recognize when you have stolen and feel the proper pangs it is no good going round and bragging that you have never taken the chair as by the fires of experience so by commission of crime you learn real morals commit all the crimes familiarize yourself with all sins take them in rotation there are only two or three thousand of them stick to it commit two or three every day and by and by you will be proof against them when you are through you will be proof against all sins and morally perfect you will be vaccinated against every possible commission of them this is the only way i will read you a written statement upon the subject that i wrote three years ago to read to the sabbath schools here the lecturer turned his pockets out but without success no i have left it at home still it was a mere statement of fact illustrating the value of practical morals produced by the commission of crime it was in my boyhood just a statement of fact reading is only more formal merely facts merely pathetic facts which i can state so as to be understood it relates to the first time i ever stole a watermelon that is i think it was the first time anyway it was right along there somewhere i stole it out of a farmer's wagon while he was waiting on another customer stole is a harsh term i withdrew i retired that watermelon i carried it to a secluded corner of a lumber yard i broke it open it was green the greenest watermelon raised in the valley that year the minute i saw it was green i was sorry and began to reflect reflection is the beginning of reform if you don't reflect when you commit a crime then that crime is of no use it might just as well have been committed by someone else you must reflect or the value is lost you are not vaccinated against committing it again i 
began to reflect i said to myself what ought a boy to do who has stolen a green watermelon what would george washington do the father of his country the only american who could not tell a lie what would he do well, there is only one right high noble thing for any boy to do who has stolen a watermelon of that class he must make restitution he must restore that stolen property to its rightful owner i said i would do it when i made that good resolution i felt it to be a noble uplifting obligation i rose up spiritually stronger and refreshed i carried that watermelon back what was left of it and restored it to the farmer and made him give me a ripe one in its place now you see that this constant impact of crime upon crime protects you against further commission of crime it builds you up a man can't become morally perfect by stealing one or a thousand green watermelons but every little helps i was at a great school yesterday st paul's where for four hundred years they have been busy with brains and building up england by producing peeps miltons and marlboroughs six hundred boys left to nothing in the world but theoretical morality i wanted to become the professor of practical morality but the high master was away so i suppose i shall have to go on making my living the same old way by adding practical to theoretical morality what are the glory that was greece the grandeur that was rome compared to the glory and grandeur and majesty of a perfected morality such as you see before you the new vagabonds are old vagabonds undergoing the old sort of reform you drank my health i hope i have not been unuseful take this system of morality to your hearts take it home to your neighbors and your graves and i hope it will be a long time before you arrive there end of dinner speech read by john greenman